0: Beauty and Brains presents A Work in Progress, your favorite weekly podcast, all about navigating adulthood and adversity with transparency and vulnerability. Here, we highlight progress over perfection. You're listening to my personal and professional development diary, where I share the highs and lows and the real and raw parts of the story that no one talks about. I'm your host, Freeland Hunt, A Work in Progress. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you that you are as healthy in body as you are sound in mind and strong in spirit. Welcome back to A Work in Progress the podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. I feel like I'm having the hardest time setting up my podcast recently. We're getting to the end of season 1 of A Work in Progress the podcast and I'm really excited about the vision and just the different things that I want to do in season two, but I really want to encapsulate kind of my pre-med years, specifically my last year as a pre-medical graduate student at Meharry Medical College in this season. So as you guys can tell by today's title, we're going to be talking about my second semester in the Meharry Masters of Health Science program. I did this back in uh, December for the first semester. And even though you guys have literally seen the entire semester, you guys know that I've graduated, I felt that it would be good to document kind of the end of this era the end of the era yes um but with that being said child this thing don't want to stay up my little microphone here don't want to stay up and so like work with me you know what i'm saying like literally just work with me (laughs) anyway i hope you guys are all doing well this won't be too long of an episode if you are watching the video podcast on youtube hey (laughs) you can see that i am chilling with my new flexi rod, okay, bare face, shiny face popping, because I think this will be a quick episode. I really hope the audio is okay in this episode because I just feel like I did something wrong. The setup was just really, really wonky. But yeah, I'm gonna share with you guys my experience this past semester at Meharry and just give you some advice that I have for anybody else who's in there pre-medical school, graduate school era, especially if you're considering going to Meharry for the MHS program. I actually had a very scary and sad, but um, I don't know what to describe it. Basically, the current MHS students or those who have been recently accepted asked for me to do a Zoom call and I thought it was maybe going to be three, four, five of them. Why was it like 35 of them 35 to 40. I don't know. It was a lot of people on the call. You know how like if you're on Zoom, and there's about 25 people, it takes up like a whole screen. It was like two full screens of people. And they were all asking me about my experience. They wanted me to keep it real. And you guys know, I've been trying to be more careful just about exactly what I'm sharing on the interweb because, you know, things can't go away. I'm still in the middle of my process um, and things like that. So I was afraid to say some things online and I've retracted from some of my statements just to avoid any confusion. And so if you find me being vague here, that's also to try and continue to practice that discretion. But I was able to share everything to those students based off of what they asked me. And I'm going to try and take some of the questions that they asked me and if i can remember i should have written them down but they were happening so fast um But I'm going to try and take some of those questions and answer them for you guys today, just in case you, again, also have those same questions. But I think I also answered a lot of those basic questions in the first episode as well. So if you haven't watched part one of my first semester at Meharry Medical College, the podcast episode, definitely check that out. And then after this, make sure you watch the graduation vlog. I love that vlog. I spent a lot of time editing it. I think it's just a really cool and fun experience to see me visiting the medical school for the first time through my eyes, visiting Nashville for the first time, meeting up with my friends and of course graduating and celebrating the end of that experience. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. So Like I mentioned in the first episode, this program really is med school boot camp, but since it was the second semester, I really had a grip on things. So the first semester I started off really shaky because I moved into my apartment the first day of classes, so I was very unsettled and I would not suggest that to anyone again i also did a podcast episode on me having to take the mcat during my winter break but i ended up taking my mcat what was it january 14th and we started classes january 28th so i had a full seven days of a winter slash spring break i say that because we didn't get a spring break once the spring semester started in january it was a little bit later than like the medical school dental school stuff like that but once we started we didn't get a spring break But honestly, I didn't really notice it until I started to see people on Instagram, like go on trips. And I was like, Oh, yeah, this would be like our spring break. And we're just grinding it through. But it it wasn't that bad. I will say, strangely enough, I felt more stressed out. And like, it was really hard. And like, I was trying to find my balance during the fall semester. And I felt like it was like spring semester was a breeze because of that I had the understanding of what was expected of me, what I was supposed to do, the professor switching in and out, the long class, like even the schedule starting off was like so much easier. We would have mainly three classes a day in the fall semester. So we would have one East Coast time from nine AM to eleven AM, eleven AM to one PM, we would have lunch from one to two, and then we would have class from two to four. That was pretty much every day and some days we would have only two classes and then we would get out at lunchtime. In the spring semester we started off for like I swear the first two to three weeks having only two classes and if you guys watch the vlogs of like my first week of classes it was really interesting because our professors were like letting us go early and like just really easing us into the semester which I feel like I haven't gotten an ease into the semester since like I was maybe a sophomore or junior in college like once you hit grad school and especially like senior year of college, they're like, you know what we're doing here? Like quizzes the first day. We're we're doing five lectures the first day. Like you have to make sure you ate your oatmeal before the first day of classes because we getting started. But it really felt like they eased us in, which I appreciate it, because I really feel like I haven't had that in a while. We had like actual syllabus days, you know, where you just go and you hear the professor talk about the syllabus and they let you go. I was like, dang, y'all y'all kind of taking it easy on us. I wish it would have been. Like, this in the fall semester because that's what I needed to kind of like get me back into the zone of like school and learning and specifically just you know because I was moving at the same time it was so weird because I was ready to hit the ground running in the spring semester but I kind of didn't have to and I will say that kind of messed me up a little bit because I was low-key a little bit relaxed I was like oh this semester is going to be a breeze I was sticking on it you know doing my Anki cards and stuff but then I was like well we low-key I don't low key don't really need to do my Anki cards like that no I don't know I can't really remember to be honest <laughs> It feels like such a blur, but I do remember being like, this semester feels a lot easier. I tried to stay on it, but even if I got a little bit behind, there were no immediate consequences because there were like no quizzes and exams in the first like couple of weeks of classes starting. Now I will say, now the four classes that I took, let's see if I can remember, cause I, I don't have any notes for this podcast. If y'all can't tell, I'm just vibing and thriving. <laughs> um, the four classes that I took, were anatomy neuroscience pharmacology and pathology (laughs) so those were my four classes and i mentioned how i was kind of scared about taking those classes before the semester began because i had never taken any of them before and some of them which i imagined to be really really hard weren't as hard as i thought some of them that i expected to be difficult were even more difficult than i thought and some of them were maybe difficult for some people but i you know Did well and and was easy for other people, and I didn't do well. And it was like just a very interesting semester. So, for I kind of just give a breakdown on kind of how I felt with each class. So, pathology is one of those classes where I was so upset that I did not like just get a 100% in that class because all you had to do was like show up. Because really, like that class, it basically got away from me because there were no assignments. We didn't do any like small groups, no no quizzes. It was just the two exams, which can really make or break you depending on the content of the professor. And he really helped us out. You know, we would do practice problems during class and he gave us study guides. So for the first midterm that we had, I really put in the work and I feel like I made Anki cars and I studied all the way up to the midterm. And then when it was the midterm and he gave us the study quiz or the study guide, I did that and then when I took my exam I did well but I was like I low-key didn't need to do Anki cards throughout the entire semester I was like I should save my Anki cards for the class that I really need them for I should just go to class pay attention you know take notes Annotate my um slide deck during lecture, and then when it comes time to the study guide, go over study guide. Make sure that I know that. Maybe make flashcards from that, and then like take the exam from there. So that's the mindset that I went into it with, and then I didn't do as well in the final as I did on the midterm. So that's where I messed up because I, I was like I don't need to put as much effort in this class as like I am, and it's important for you to know when to shift to make those changes. But it's n- it's never great to realize like oh I should have put in more effort than I actually did and there's nothing that I can do about it because it was just the midterm and the final. So I did well but I could have like gotten 100% because everything was so like laid out for us in that class. Um, He was a really nice professor. It was very interesting to learn. It's my first time learning any type of pathology and that's why I thought like, oh, I'm going to need the flashcards because if you see all these different, you know, pictures from the lectures and there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of slides. So how can you remember everything for the final? But um I will say again, that's just my overall review of mahari is that they don't set you up to fail like they do try and put you in a good position to where you will do well in the quizzes and the finals and things like that to the best of their ability depending on the professor of course so that was my pathology class um and then the second class that i had was pharmacology now that was a really difficult class that class i mean to learn all the different drugs shout out to pharmacists i can't believe people want to do pharmacy shout out to y'all much respect because I can't imagine taking four years of pharmacology classes. Now it's like, it's interesting. I enjoyed learning kind of like, you know, what the different medications did and why they did what they did in the different drug classes, but it felt very tedious. It felt like, oh my gosh, I have to put forth so much effort for this class when it's just one class, if that makes any sense. Like it's this weird balance between you have four hard science classes and you have to be able to balance all four of them. So if one class doesn't take as much, you don't give it as much energy as the other classes. And if one class takes more effort, you put more of your effort into that class. So it was a really big tug and balance trying to figure out, okay, what, how much effort do I need to put into this class in order to succeed? And luckily I was able to find that balance because When it comes to again these drug classes it was a lot about memorization. I talked about this as well when I was talking to the incoming MHS class. Something that really helped me improve a lot for my MCAT were mnemonics. I really really personally do well with like visualizing things. I'm a visual learner. So picture thing, like picturizing things or like making mnemonics for something. And it was really easy to do that with the drug classes. And so I would create little mnemonics, especially like with the study group. If I couldn't think of something, they would think of something. I would create a picture. I would create a scenario. I would create a story. And then when it was time to literally regurgitate like all of these things during the exams and quizzes, I was actually able to do so and that's how I found success in that class and I would say that I didn't put forth I definitely put forth a lot of effort but effort to create those mnemonics and those stories and after you memorize that you kind of like knew the information I think that other people were maybe just trying to like brute memorize things and I think that wasn't the way to be successful in the class and so I think a lot of people really struggle with that class and I'm grateful to say that I didn't struggle with that one so I did well in pharmacology Um, neuroscience was a very interesting class. So we had two professors and they were like night and day. They were very, very different. And what this really just solidifies for me is how much a great teacher can make a difference. I don't know if that was good English. A great teacher can make or break it, can make a really big difference in your learning experience. And so I was really afraid about neuroscience. Like I've never learned neuroscience before. I'm learning this from scratch. It's my first time. And I really just listened to the professor i think that one of my professors made it clear as day he wasn't he didn't do too much he didn't expect for us to you know read research papers and to go out of our way it was literally just like if you come to class if you listen to the lectures if you do the practice problems then you'll know the information that i'm asking you on the quizzes and the exams you'll see them time and time again or you'll understand the concept that i'm asking you because i've showed you before and i've asked you it and you'll do well on the quizzes and the exams and that's how it was it was very much so like i'm giving you the information in order for you to succeed and i appreciated that it, again it was just a matter of like reviewing after lectures and class like going to classes showing up and then doing the work so What I thought would be really, really difficult and hard for neuroscience wasn't that hard because they gave us the information that we needed to know for the quizzes and the exams. Um, I think in the beginning, it was a little bit more difficult, literally just learning kind of like what's up, what's down, what's in, what's out, what's half, what's quarter, like, you know, all the different terminology when it comes to neuroscience, because it was my first time taking a neuroscience class. But once I got through the basics and, you know, I think, again, putting in enough work, And it was also really easy to do Anki for neuroscience. I found myself to be successful in that class as well, which I was very happy about. My last class of the semester was anatomy. And again, if you guys watch the vlogs, you know that class gave me a run for my money. It was the hardest class that I took the semester, the hardest class that I took throughout the MHS program, and probably one of the hardest classes that I've taken as a graduate student. It was a very, very hard class. I think A, it's very difficult to learn something like anatomy virtually. I think I really, really, really struggled with the A, like teaching style of the professor and the fact that I had to deal with her teaching style and it being virtual. Similar to what I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, where there were two professors, or there may have been three, but two ones that I can remember. And in the beginning, the professor did not click with me and I immediately thought, okay, this is the type of class where I'm probably not going to go to the lectures in person or like real time. I'm just going to now, mind you, like every class has like a 5% participation, which is like attendance score for so you have to show up to each of the classes. So I'm like, okay, I'll have the lecture going on in the back. And maybe this is the type of class where I'll watch outside videos, I'll read books, I'll, you know, do things on the outside in order to learn the information I'll self teach, but I really can't like, attend these lectures live because I think the main problem with the anatomy professors, for me personally, was the organization. There was a lack of organization of what we were learning, why we were learning, how we were learning it, It made something, it made the things that were very concrete feel very abstract. I mentioned this in a vlog, where if we were learning about the joints of the body, the professor wouldn't make it clear. Like this week, we're learning the joints of the body. There are five different types of joints. This is type A, this is type B, C, D, E. And this is an example of type A. This is what happens if you break a joint for, break a joint, if you hurt a joint for A. And, you know, this is a question example of how I would lead you to this. And like, that's how personally me Breland, the professor would break this down in order for my students to understand it. But instead the professors would just kind of like talk very abstractly and just talk about these different parts of the body. And, you know, they would say key things that were important and they would talk really fast as well. And I think even making the adjustment of like, I have to go for this particular class. I have to change from like writing my notes to typing them. And I have to record on my own in addition to record like the recordings that are already like all the lectures are already recorded but and even that having to be like I have to actually go back and rewatch this lecture and take notes again in addition to going in person it was it was a hot mess it was so hard to find my groove for the class and Similarly, we just had a midterm and exam. We actually had a lot of other things to balance out that class. Thankfully, we had discussions that we had to do every week. We had um, some small group assignments. We had a midterm and a final. And um, what else did we have in that class that I'm trying to remember? oh and then so for the quizzes we had a quiz every single week that took me out because we had to take the quiz on our own and then without knowing like what we got right or wrong then we could take it with friends and then she would average our two grades which was nice in the sense of like you don't, you, j- you don't just have to take the quiz and fail every week. But it was frustrating because A, we didn't have anatomy every week. The class was a little bit shorter, like there was less content than the other classes. So let's just say there were 12 weeks in the semester. I don't know how many, but let's say there were 12. There were maybe like eight weeks of anatomy. So there would be times where we would only have one anatomy class a week. And there would be times where we would have no anatomy classes, but we would still have a quiz. And that worked for me because it took a lot to go through all the information that we learned. Like I spent majority of my time focusing and studying on anatomy because it took twice as much effort as all the other classes did. And yeah, like I said, that class just really took me out. And what's always really frustrating is when you put forth this effort, more effort than you do in all your other classes, and you still, again, don't see the results that you want. I really struggled with taking Finally, like after teaching myself the information, then committing it to memorization, then I'd never had enough time to fully go through all of the different resources because there were so many resources and again, this is something that I can also say, and I mentioned this to the mHS incoming class about sometimes it's resource overload, and you don't know what's going to work for you, what you can use, what you should use and i would say my biggest piece of advice is if a professor suggests a resource to you try and at least look over it because if there's any type of practice problems and on this random website or in this book that means they're probably pulling from them and you never want to be like dang i could have probably gotten this question right if i've if i saw it before that was my problem i would see a question and i'd be like okay i understand kind of what we're asking here I would get it wrong. I chose the wrong thing. And then in review, I'm like, okay, I saw why, I understand why I got it wrong. But it wasn't enough for me to then not make the mistake again on a different problem because it would be a completely different reason kind of why I got the next problem wrong. So it was never anything that I could learn from my mistakes. It was just a matter of like, if I got lucky enough to have seen this problem before or to understand like when they ask a question about this particular disease, injury, whatever, this is like what the answer normally like always is type of thing. And I don't, I don't really know. I need to do more reflection on like what I can do. I really just think it's a matter of, it was my first time taking anatomy and I had to just literally absorb it all before I could regurgitate it in such a quick like turnaround time. So yeah, anatomy kicked my butt. I did a lot of personal tutoring. I ended up creating, and I I didn't create it myself, but I ended up joining a whole separate study group other than the one that I was currently studying with in order for us to specifically like go over, um, the content from that class I felt like that was very helpful because literally I was like who is doing well in this class and who can help me out teach me like what how are you studying for this let me study with you because I am not doing well I'm very much so like I will ask for help and those girls were very sweet and I was so glad to have them as you know friends for the program um And yeah, that's the gist of my second semester, how it went. That class ended up doing the worst in out of all of them, but I survived. I made it through and I still graduated with honors. Whoop, whoop. Um, Yeah. And I think kind of just going over the different things that I talked about in the first semester recap. Virtually, I think that I took advantage of being virtual a little bit more the second semester and I would do things where I would maybe like, you know, Do volunteer things or like speak on Capitol Hill, where I could basically take the whole day off, and then I would come back the next day or that night and rewatch lectures and classes and things. I took advantage of that a little bit more often, and I would say, why not? I mean, it's really good to remain involved in your community and volunteer. And again, people ask me like, were you able to balance those things? I think so. Again, if you guys watch my vlogs, I volunteered a lot throughout the year and. Sometimes I was able to do that because technically my schedule was not open. Like technically I would have class, but if I needed to, as long as there wasn't an exam or a quiz or something where I needed to be there that day, like sometimes I'm like, no, I have a quiz this week. I really shouldn't miss class because I don't have time to rewatch this lecture before my quiz or my exam, but other times I'm like, "Ah, I could miss this class and, you know, make it up later on. I did that a little bit more this semester. Definitely don't regret it. I think that it was a really great way for me to find kind of like life and work balance because otherwise I was in this apartment all day, every day. I also, if you guys noticed through the vlogs, I didn't go out as much in regard to like to the study pods in my apartment or like to the library. I did sometimes, but definitely not as much. I kind of really got into the habit of just like coming to my desk here. And I feel like that was just a matter of comfortability, laziness, and just consistency as well. And I don't really regret that either. I think it would have been like, in theory, it's cool to like go to coffee shops and libraries to study, but it also just takes up so much effort, like getting into my car, finding parking, like, whereas I was able to consistently like be at my desk by nine in my living room. So I just did that personally, but I would see other people go out and do things. And I think it probably makes life a little bit more full, but I'd rather save that energy for other things and it it helps to be able to just go to your couch and take a nap before like in between classes or like just walk over to your kitchen and make lunch instead of like being out and having to spend money um so yeah i think that's the gist of everything um there were a lot more black professors this semester which is always great shout out to our hbcu professors our hbcu black king and queens um and they were all Again, equally great, equally caring of us as students and um, pre medical and pre dental students. I also talked about this in the program, but I was able to get one of my professors to write me a letter of recommendation. So that's also a thing as well. Um, overall, I was able to maintain the GPA that was required for the contract. Like I mentioned, I think it was. Somewhat easier balancing the four science classes coming from the first semester and understanding how it went, but different classes, different professors, different um, familiarity. Like, I think I understood, for example, like physiology and even biochemistry more than I understood neuroscience and pharmacology. So, there was a different amount of effort that went into it. So, I think my overall review comparing the two semesters is that spring semester feels lighter, it feels easier but in retrospect it was harder. The hardest part about spring semester is definitely the content of the classes, but The hardest part about the fall semester is the fact that you are jumping into taking these four hard science level classes and they really hit the ground running. And I feel like they do that on purpose in order to make sure that you are like understanding this is a boot camp. We're really like getting you prepared. This is what medical school is going to be like. We're giving you all this hard information and seeing that if you can take it. And even like the quiz and exam weeks were more intense fall semester. We still had weeks where we would have like, you know, a quiz every other day or an exam every other day. Um, but because of the way two of our classes were set up, like in the fall semester, each class had three blocks. So we would have three times where we would have a quiz week and then an exam week. And so you get into the, the routine of things. Whereas in the spring semester, two of the classes were set up where there were only a midterm and a final, which was anatomy and pathology and then again anatomy like randomly ended when we still had like six weeks left of classes or maybe four weeks it was something along those lines and then the other two classes were blocks so there were weeks where yes we would have four things in each class like we would have either a quiz in every single class that week or an exam in every single class that week but most times we would only have two but then they kind of felt like they were more back to back. Be like, oh, we're having two quizzes this week. Oh, we're also having two quizzes this week. Oh, we have nothing this week oh now we have four exams (laughs) like it would kind of be random like that my biggest piece of advice for anybody going into any graduate program would definitely be to get mentors so if they allow you to sign up for like getting a big which the school doesn't necessarily do but I will say specifically for the MHS program there are people I know for us it was the MHS class president of the previous year she gave us all of her resources like in this whole Google Drive whether it be between where to live to where to eat, where to go out for fun. They give you all the books virtually, like in this Google Drive, um, everything, everything that you could ever possibly want. She also like did a matching process with the incoming class with the mentor. And they can really help you out, whether it be giving you advice, giving you resources, like things like that. So I would definitely say sign up for that because it can make or break your experience for sure. I think my mentor definitely helped me out a lot. And also just your network of your classmates. They're very nice. They're very encouraging. Lean on them when they're good at something and you're not good at something, like reach out to people for sure. And then also again, just like for resources because you never know what like another person knows it's better when everybody works together i will say i really like the way that they kind of had things set up with the fall semester classes versus the spring semester because i do feel like the fall semester classes helped us out better for the mcat i don't think that i would have utilized as much of the spring semester information for the mcat so i'm glad that i had it after i took my mcat and speaking of the mcat like i said i took it in january I personally did, which is when you're supposed to take it in order to go along with the contractual program for MHS. And everybody did not take their MCAT in January. Some people decided that they were going to wait and take it um, after, like in the middle of the spring semester, which I considered. But then I decided my MCAT score was fine and I didn't need to retake it. Other people decided that they were going to take it in the summertime. And with that, other people also decided that they were going to apply Not this year, but like the next year. And that's completely up to you. What I think is really interesting, the MHS program that I was in, I think is no longer going to be a thing. Now, I am not a spokesperson, but I only want to say this because I know that people are going to come across this video or my channel and be like, oh, perfect. Like, this is what I want to do too. And I know that there are people who did do that for this current cycle. And The program is not the same. They're basically, as far as I understand, have gotten rid of the contractual agreement in regards to and I mentioned this in a vlog. It used to be that you couldn't apply to MHS. You had to be recommended to the program or referred to the program after you applied to the medical or the dental school. And it's kind of like if you were deferred, they would defer you for this program, say, hey, do this, improve this. If you you know, do everything that we want you to do for the contract for the year, then you, you will be accepted into the program. It's crazy because I knew about this program for years. When I graduated from Spelman, I knew about it. I wanted to do it. I didn't apply to medical school right out of Spelman because I knew that I wasn't ready. So I wasn't eligible to do the MHS program. Fast forward after I went to NC State and I got my master's in physiology because that was a program that I could directly apply to and then you know worked for a couple of years as a medical assistant then decided okay I need to go back to a program that does have that direct connection by then MHS you were able to directly apply to it so this is only now this program has been around for years like years there are practicing doctors who are like my friend's parents and they're like, oh, I did MHS or like my my colleague did MHS, like when they were going into medical school. So it's been around for like, I want to say over 50 years, like a really, really long time. Um, but probably in the last five years, they have allowed you to apply to it directly. And I think now they're reversing that and at least for this year, they're kind of like in this in-between zone where you can apply for it. But if you apply, you're not able to have that contractual agreement to where if you make a certain score on the MCAT or the DAT and you get a certain GPA that you will then be offered an interview. So now it's kind of just like an open, um, just graduate, program that is connected to a medical school and it is also still virtual so my biggest gripe with this program is the fact that it is virtual and again it wasn't always it went virtual during the pandemic and it just has stayed virtual and this is if you guys have seen in my title if i decided to put it there my biggest piece of advice for anybody who is pre-med and probably also like other programs like pre-dent, pre-farm, pre-law, pre-professional pre programs, when you're in this in-between stage and you're knowing that you want to matriculate into a professional school, but you either don't have the GPA or you're switching careers or you need to do better on the um, entrance examination, you are in a very vulnerable position where you want to be doing big things. You want to be in school. You want to be you know, closer to your dreams, but you don't have exactly what you need or what it takes in order to be accepted, these schools, these programs, these testing companies will take advantage of you and your money. And I've talked about this before, but specifically like the field of medicine is a cash grab and they want your money in all these different area and facets because they know that you are desperate for it. And so my biggest piece of advice would be to beware of a glamorous gap year. It's very, very easy to want to do a program like this because it's like, oh, well, even though I'm not in medical school or even though I'm not in dental school, I'm at a medical school, I'm at a dental school, I'm getting my master's, I'm, but How is that actually going to help you prepare for the next level of what your ultimate goal is? Sometimes it is worth it and sometimes it is not. I will say that technically, I will say this program was worth it for me because I was able to get what I needed out of it, which was a connection to a medical school in order to receive admissions into medical school. I don't think I would have gotten an interview, especially in the timing that I was able to you know, retake the MCAT, retake eight graduate level classes, like if I would have tried to do this on my own, like I said, it was a shortcut. If I was trying to do it on my own, I wouldn't have been able to do this in one year. However, for the amount of money that I paid for it, I can't necessarily say that it was worth it in that sense because what I really needed was to take another year to study for the MCAT and retake it. But it's not as glamorous, let's just be honest, it's not as glamorous to live at home, maybe work you know, a part-time job or a full-time job that doesn't pay well and study for the MCAT for six months, not be able to go out, not be able to hang out with friends. Like to be honest with you all, I got sucked into the fact that that I was very unhappy doing that. And I didn't want to do that for another year. This was good for my mental health. This was good for kind of like my endurance. But the fact that I took out loans to do this, I got trapped I got sucked into the trap of it being a glamorous gap year, which is what it was. And again, for me, it was worth it because I was able to get what I wanted out of the program. Everything that I wanted, it actually did end up working out and happening for me. So it's not that I regret it. But I will say that for the next upcoming years, because you guys will not necessarily have the opportunity to be able to matriculate directly into the medical or dental school, if you applied outwardly, and then you have to take another year to apply, then it may not be worth it, especially if it is virtual. Again, my big thing is that I wish I could have gone in person and lived in Nashville, it would have made a, a big, 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 big difference. Um, but God didn't want me there, God's timing, and I trust his timing and his plan for my life. Be honest with yourself. Sometimes it may not be as glamorous as you would like, but do not donate to these schools. They want your money. They, I do believe that Meharry, for example, does care, but I'll use NC State as an example. They did nothing to actually prepare us to be good applicants for medical school my physiology professor cared for me she's one of my letters of recommenders and every time i reach out for to her anything that i want or need she's there for me thankfully i created that relationship with her but if you have that relationship with somebody in your undergraduate program or if you need to retake classes like I know it's not as glamorous to do it at a community college but if these medical schools will take your community college credits then go to community college for a year don't just try and do the glamorous thing because it's a probably more expensive and B, it's upsetting to get your hopes up for something that may not actually work out, less likely that it will work out for people in the future, because I think that they're not seeing as much of a return on their investment in regards to MHS students doing well on their boards, or I don't, I don't know what the problem is, but um, the matriculation rate is going down and down and down. I was very blessed to be able to have a successful experience, but a lot of people in my circle and my close circle were not successful. And then it kind of felt like this whole year was for nothing. Now you're another year in debt, you have another degree. But I know for me, I'm always just like these degrees are cool. But the one that I want is the doctorate of medicine degree. And so until I get that, I won't necessarily I won't say I won't be happy because we're a work in progress, right? This is all about finding joy in the journey. But I think a part of that is being honest with yourself and realizing when you are comparing your journey to other people's and what looks good to the outside. And even when that looks like going to a school that has a good name attached to it, but you don't have a good feeling about it, or again, their matriculation rates are bad, or the mental health of the people who go through that aren't great. I understand that we are, low-key high-key desperate because it's what we want and we're chasing after our dreams but just beware of a glamorous gap year because you can find yourself constantly chasing after looking like you have it together or looking like you're on your way when in reality you are still in the same position and kind of like stuck because you're not doing the hard thing in the meantime With that being said, I think I'm going to repeat the same episode affirmations as I did in the first recap because I'm sure they are still as relevant. I've never repeated affirmations before, but the more you say it, the more you believe it. So we're going to end off this episode right with a few minutes of guided affirmations to keep our spirits up and focused as we move throughout our day, remove all distractions and verbally repeat these words after me. I am seeing the amazing results of my hard work. I focus on progress, not perfection. I am on the right path for my career and my future. I am capable of achieving all of my goals. I grow and learn every day. I thrive on new challenges and love to work hard. I put my heart into everything I do. I have the power to follow my dreams and live my best life. thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, a similar thing happened the last time when I was talking to the incoming MHS students where I just started to feel really bad as if I'm kind of like crushing you all's dreams. But a lot of the things that I do here on this platform, like as your digital big sister, your digital mentor is to tell you the things that I wish I would have known during my process on my journey to medicine, especially for those of you guys who are following in my footsteps, or again, just taking advice and learning from me. So I hope you know that I'm saying this with love I'm not saying like oh I did this but you can't do this it's really just a matter of like "Mm, I don't necessarily regret it but if I were to go back I wish somebody would have been like well let's just be a little bit careful about just doing things because they look good and they look pretty and not trying to be so perfect like to have the answers i think one thing that i'm really leaning in in this next season of my life is just not having all the answers and that being okay me not having it all together life not looking and being perfect and that being okay because it may not be good right now but it's going to be good eventually it's all working together for my good like these things are happening for my good so Right now may not be a happy, good, beautiful, glamorous season, but it's building me and it's shaping me for what's to come and the type of physician, lawyer, pharmacist, doctor, PA, whatever it is that I am becoming. If you're not already watching the pod, make sure that you do so here on YouTube at Beauty and Brains. You can also subscribe to the podcast Shout out to all my audio listeners on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't forget to rate the podcast. Um, Follow me on my social media at Breland Hunt. And you can visit my website, brelandhunt.com for podcast updates or to contact me to share your story. Until next time, child, I thought this was going to be a short podcast episode. Sometimes I can do it. Sometimes I can't. (laughs) Anyway, until next time, be sure to live each day to the fullest because you only live once and give yourself some grace. Ooh. Girl, we are all just a work in progress, bye.